Well, hello and welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. In this podcast, we talked about issues, issues facing you, issues facing your community. We identify these topics by listening to you, you in the barbershop. You talked about it on Saturday, and we're going to discuss today on our podcast. Hi, my name is J-Rod, and I am in Indianapolis in Out the Way studio with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, we got a lot of topics to talk about today because, man, in the Barbershop Saturday, what a day. And Casey, you was there. Yes, I was. And it was a very exciting day. We had several subjects, but there was one that stood above the rest. And that is the false and misleading statement of our current president, Trump. Yes, there's never been a president to lie to the American people as often as this guy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. In fact, I have found uh, some um, video, video of, of interviews of his supporters mm-hmm. at some of the rallies. So I've decided to share that with the group or the listeners today. So let's hear a little bit of that. Been to a Trump rally before? No, sir. What are your expectations? Truth. Truth. At a Trump rally? Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to find many things at a Trump rally, but I'm going to tell you one thing you're not going to find there. The truth. We're not going to find the truth. We are not. We are not going to find the truth. No way. Jose. So yes, that's that's pretty laughable. Uh, in fact, let, let me let me let me tell you if you knew this. How, I want you to guess, Casey. Guess out of three and a half years, how many lies do you think our current president have told us? Oh wow. Um... Man, I'm at least 10,000. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if you double that, you'd be close. It is 22,000, 22,247 false statement or misleading claims, what we like to call lies. That's all he was doing, telling all these lies. Lies on top of lies on top of lies. In fact, I'm going to uh, play a little bit of some of his. Uh, uh, interviews, when I say his, I'm talking about Trump, uh, to remind us of some of the lies. Now, the first one I'm going to listen to is when he was telling a lie about the economy. So let's see what he has to say about that. Ever we had the greatest, greatest economy in the world, the history of the world. We have the greatest economy, the greatest economy, economy in the history of the world. No country had anywhere near us. We had the best economy anywhere in the world by far. Even before the current crisis, the economy did better under previous presidents. All right. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. You have to see these. Did you hear what that man had to say? Oh, absolutely. And uh, not only have there been several presidents whose economy were better than Trump's, including his immediate predecessor, Barack Obama. (laughs) That is so true. Here, let, let me give our listeners a little history lesson when it comes to the economy. If you look at the economy historically, there's always been highs and lows. And normally, 
after there's a dip, let's talk about the depression, let's talk about the great recessions, there's always a recovery in the, in the economy do very well. Now, Trump really got the benefit of the economy doing well after the recession. It was going to happen. It was an automatic pilot anyway. Correct. In fact, uh, some economists have projected that if he did nothing when he took office, the economy would have done better than what it did with the changes that he made. Yeah. Oh, our listeners agree with what you there. <laughs> they really like that answer. It's really because you are absolutely right. He could have done nothing, nothing, and it still would have recovered. That is amazing. You know something? I want to listen to another line that this man told us, and I think this one has to do with the trade. Remember the big trade with oh, uh, yeah. um, China? So let's see what he has to say about that. We were losing a fortune. Hundreds of billions. We lost $500 billion. dollars a year. Billion. And for years, we were losing a tremendous amount of money. We're losing a lot of money. Countries don't make or lose money on trade. Trump has repeated this fundamental misunderstanding of how trade works more than 150 times. All right. Did you hear that? Yeah. He, he has no understanding of how trade works. The government is not buying all this stuff at a loss from China. It's individuals. But he claims the government is losing all this money in uh, trade to China. Our government doesn't buy these products and resell them. That's not how trade works. <laughs> no, that's not how trade, trade works. Now, if you want to talk about if there was an imbalance as far as the imports and export, you can talk about that with any, any country. Right. Uh, uh, and in fact, it all depends. If you have a resource, if you're a company, you have a resource that we want, then there's going to be a demand there. Right. And so you're always going to have that uh, imbalance when it comes to our imports and export because it depends on what you're importing and what you are exporting. So, but we do not lose money. We do not make money, like you said, 300, 400, 500 billion dollars on trade. That is simply not true. All right. You know something? I think I want to listen to another one of his lines. You know, and this one, this one is a whopper mm -hmm. because this one's when he was talking about the taxes, <laughs> the, the tax cuts. So let's see what kind of uh, false or misleading statement we like to call lies he has to say about that. Well, it looked like he lied so much, he wanted to abandon us for a while here, but let's see. Anywhere in the world by folk. Even before the current crisis, the economy did better under previous presidents. Oh, they went way back to the better presidents. You have but to you know, then he started talking about the trade. We already talked about that. And now we want to talk a little bit about uh, the tax cut. So I'm just going to fast forward that a little bit. We had a little technical difficulty, but we recovered pretty quickly there. So let's talk Beyond about trade. Trump has repeated this fundamental misunderstanding of how trade works more than 150 times. All right, that's it's the, the biggest trade. reduction in taxes in the history of this country. It's the, the biggest, biggest tax, tax cut, cut in American history. This is the largest, the largest tax, tax cut, cut in, in the history, history of our country. country. The biggest tax cut, biggest reform of all time. President Trump has repeated this false claim more than 200 times. Yes, more than 200 times. But Casey, you got a good fact on this one. What Tell me about that fact, because I know you have one. Okay, first of all, it's the eighth largest tax cut that we've had in our country. It's not the biggest. And in fact, Barack Obama had two tax cuts for his administration that were larger than each of those tax cuts that uh, President Trump has had. You're absolutely And I don't right. want the audience to just accept what I say as fact. I want you to fact check me, because 
unlike Fox News and some of these off the wall uh, 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 Trump supporters, we don't want you to just accept our falsehoods and then just go with it and don't fact check it. We're going to present to you the truth and we want you to check it out for yourself and then get back with us. That's right. You know, because we are simply tired of all these ugly lies. lies. You're ugly. You're ugly. And your mother ugly and your sister ugly. You're just plain old ugly. And he is ugly with the lies. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> more ways than one. Absolutely. You know something? I think I want to go back to his supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to listen to another interview as a supporter. Are you up with that? Yeah, let's let's. Okay. All right, let's listen to one of Now, this guy might have something worthwhile. Let's see. Yeah, you know, because all his supporters are, well, maybe I should back. Just listen to this guy it's first before be I. Needle in the I agree. There has to be a good one somewhere. So let's see what this guy has to say. Barack Obama had a big part of 9 11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9 11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. We don't even know. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> what? What He's a what? You're an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 9 11 occurred in 2001. Barack Obama was elected in 2008, took office in 2009. Why were you not in the office in 2001 when the 9-11 occurred, Barack? I can't figure it out. <laughs> that guy is hilarious. You know, and on top of that, you know, if, if, he, if he did a little bit of research, he'd find out that Donald Trump uh, has been out of the office more than any other president of the United States, hanging out on this golf course, just playing away. And he's still not in the top 10 of presidential golfers. <laughs> you got that right. There's no All way. that practice. <laughs> 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 you cracked the audience up nightly, <laughs> You are on the road. You know something? I think I want to listen to one more of the interview. You want to try it? Sounds good. All right, let's see what he has to say on this. This is another guy. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you don't look at the birth certificate, there's almost no evidence there. Exactly. So there's nothing Barack Obama could do to prove that he was born here. Uh, if there was maybe witnesses that were attendants at his birth. Like, like his mother? Would you listen to no, his mother? No, no, no. She has motivation to lie. So you don't trust uh, Donald Trump's birth certificate either? Uh, yeah, because he's been here forever. Well, how do you know? But how do you? What's your proof? Um, well, his parents and well, no, but they they're biased. I'm talking about like people who could be. Why would own. they be biased? Well, like I'm just using your logic against you. Okay. Wow! Wow! You know what? I I truly think we found another. And we might as well just go ahead and, and call it like we see it. Mm-hmm. And we found another. Yeah, and you know, it's it's almost embarrassing how ill-informed, underinformed Americans are about anything relating to our government, our history. Uh, 
people are are like sheep and and really I'm going to be specific. I'm going to go on and say how it needs to be said. Republicans, <laughs> they have been bred for decades to just toe the line. Don't research anything. Whatever we tell you, you accept it as true. And they toe the line. And now somebody has really exploited that to the max, and that's Donald Trump. Yeah, I think you got a point there. It's, uh, I think that when it comes to the United States, uh, we are very lazy when it comes to educating ourselves. Is that what we end up doing? We ready for somebody to tell us something? We ready to sit on TV, then to research it or investigate it or read about it ourselves to become educated? Right. And if they tell us something that we that we like or that substantiates what we think we know, we accept that as true. And if they tell us something that we don't like or goes against what we think, then we think, no, no, I don't want to hear you. I just want to tune you out. But it still ain't doing no research. You know, I think you're right. And I think you you called out the Republican Party uh, fairly. And here's the question that I always like to ask the Republican Party. So if you are a listener and you're a Republican, please listen closely. What what would you say you do here? <laughs> That's my question. Because it seems like they do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, but again, I think you got a very good point when it comes to educating yourself. And this is what I like to challenge for our listeners is that, uh, you know, don't be loyal to any particular party. Be loyal to your issues. And you vote for the candidate that is uh, supporting your issue. Because when you get caught up uh, in loyalty because you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, you end up voting for Democrat without even realizing the real issue. And don't let them determine what your issue is. Oh, absolutely. Think about what's what's important to you at that moment. And then think about what kind of solutions you'd like to see for that issue. Instead of just being spoon fed uh, by one party or the other, uh, what an issue, what what is the major issue and what the solution should be. And I'll give one example. Uh, When Mitch Daniels ran for governor here, He came in here and said, the thing that's bothering everybody is the fact that we have this time change in Indiana. I never heard one person talk about time change, but that was he, that's what he campaigned on. And these people just bought into it. Yeah, time change. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. I think you're spot on. You're spot on. Uh, you know, we're saying that I think I think uh, before time to get away from, it, we do got to recognize our sponsor because we've been getting a little heat from our sponsor. But he said that uh, we should be promoting out the way a little bit more than we do now. But that being said, I do want you to know that the beat was made from out the way studio. That's that's the beat that we listen to now. In fact, I'm going to play that again for a break. So that may satisfy our sponsor. Yeah, there we go. There we go. See, he started it off pretty good there. That was our sponsor. You know, now he's, he's gonna get mad because I cut him short, right? <laughs> That's all you get, sponsor. <laughs> Argue with me, will you? But it's quite all right. Uh, yeah, he probably get a little fired up on me. Oh, there it is. There it is. See, it's, it's just teasing our audience. That's all it's just teasing our audience uh, with that. Yeah, relax, Casey. We got this. <laughs> 
All right. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and uh, recognize our sponsor. You know, I had to say, <laughs> I had to give Casey a, 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 a little, a little. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you why, because I was ready to get my groove on. I like this beat he come up with, you know. And uh, it's my understanding that eventually he's gonna put some lyrics to this, and when he put these lyrics to it, I know it's gonna be super hot. So. You know, I'm looking. I'm anticipating. And he's and he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right that uh, they are going to put some lyrics onto our little theme music there. Uh, so, uh, King Cat, we were just kidding you when we was cutting the music short. It was just a joke, so please forgive us. But with that being said, King Cat, let me go ahead and uh, recognize you as our sponsor. King Cap is the owner of Out the Way, and Out the Way provides a multitude of. Uh, uh, functions for you, but the one that we like to talk about are businesses. The one we like to talk about is the t-shirt and other pearls, customizing t-shirts. Uh, and if you want to more about that or the catalog or order something, go ahead and send an email to kingcat317 at gmail.com. And that's king, K-I-N-G, cap with a K, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. And it's not just t-shirts. He does a wide array of apparel. I have a hoodie from him. I have several face masks, uh, uh, t-shirts. Um, there's all type of different apparel. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Casey, because you are so spot on with that. Now, hopefully, he forgive us by cutting him short. So I am going to play a little bit of the tune just to satisfy our sponsor. That is our groove here at Barbershop. Talk, talk now, with the groove going in the background, we're going to recognize our second sponsor. And our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop. Yes, 421 Barbershop here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where the place where good things happen to your hair. Now, with that being said, I do like to say hello to the other barbers at 421. Is uh, uh, First of all, uh, the first barber is... Moi, and that is J-Rod. And also we do have a uh, young school. We do have young school in the barbershop. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Mr. Wisdom. Mr. Wisdom. That's right now, he's the oldest barber in the barbershop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we call him Mr. Wisdom because he can throw down on the wisdom now. He got some knowledge for you. And we want to invite him to our podcast one day. Yeah, yeah we are gonna do that. And then also we have the other barber, which is First and 10. That's right, first and 10. Now, the reason we call him first and 10, because when he joins the conversation, you have to move the sticks because that conversation is <laughs> going to continue. That's why we call him first and 10. So, again, if you would like to visit a place where good things happen to your hair, please visit 421 Barbershop on Michigan Road. We'd love to have you there. All righty. Now, we do got some pretty other, some other cut clients that we want you to meet at 421. If you ever stop in, uh, we're just going to name a few. We, we do have one called uh, uh, Dr. Nasty. Dr. Nasty. Yeah, you know, that's a very unique name. We can explain how he got that name later. There's also uh, Mr. Logic. Mr. Logic. Yeah. He was we love our, us some logic. Yeah, he liked to throw down the logic on us. And in fact, he was a, a, a guest at our last podcast. And he was all about the logic. He's a great guy, so come on in. And then we also have another guest. And I can't think of his name right off the bat. Do you remember his name, Casey? Yeah. Well, you know, I, we, yeah, I don't know because they always bring in the sun all the time. Right. Let's come up with, we haven't really worked on an air name. Yeah, that's right. So we just need to come up with a name with him. We're going to call him a Mr. Tinder. Mr. Tinder? Yeah. Uh, 
J-Rod gave you that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's a nice guy. Okay, yeah. Mr. Nice Guy, how's that? Okay, okay we're going to call Mr. Tinder. Now, I will use his son name. He's a minor, so I think it's okay. Oh. I'm going to send a shout out to Evan. Yeah, Evan's the man. Let me tell you, this, this now, guy. If I'm going to give him a nickname, it's going to be Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, why is that? Because the boy's a swimming sensation. Oh, that is right. He's a swimmer. That's right. All right. Okay. All right. So, you know, I forgot we was going to call Mr. Tinder after all. What I'll say his name is going to be his new name. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy? Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, Mr. Nice Because he's a very nice guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, wasn't that the um, old Dave Chappelle movie, Half Baked, uh, his logo on <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. I don't know. I just, I just think he's a nice guy. Okay. <laughs> so we, we're going to call him Mr. Nice Guy. What, it's Mr. What, nice Guy for a different reason than from that Dave Chappelle movie. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> and also, he comes, He his son's a client. Is, uh, uh, like you said, his name is Evan. And that just tells everybody we are a family barbershop and we do cater to families. All right. You know something, KC? I do want to jump on a topic that we talk about every week, mm -hmm. and that is the Colts. The Colts. So what do you think about their win? Well, let me say this. A win is a win is a win. <laughs> you know, because once it's on the record books, it stays. <laughs> <laughs> now, they actually played uh, an adequate game, a decent game. However, it looked like they was about to blow the game at the very end. And a very fortunate thing for the Colts, unfortunate mishap for Houston, cost uh, Houston the game. And we'll take that every time. Yeah, in fact, it was a bad snap and the fumble in the Colts. Inside uh, the five. Yes, and in fact, it looked like they was going to score for certain and the Colts were going to have a loss. But like you indicate, a win is a win is a win. Yes. But that also tells me that the Colts are a little bit suspect. You know. It does, but I do want to say one thing, though, all right? There was a reason there was a bad snap, and that reason is DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner had been causing that offensive line problems all game long, and that pressure on that center is what forced him to make that bad snap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently some <laughs> look like the listeners are, are agreeing with you. You know, but anytime. Um, here's a measurement of when you did not play a good game. When one play can either win or lose the game, you did not play a good game. Because you should be able to play at a level where it does not come down to one play. That is my take. Oh, come on! No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Well, sometimes when both teams play well, it still comes down to one play. Ah, well, that means that somebody didn't play well. No, because you can make a great defensive play, but maybe the quarterback makes a better throw and the receiver makes a better catch, but you still had good coverage. So, you know, it can happen. I don't know. You know, to me, uh, you, know, you, you should play well enough where it doesn't come down to one play, because when you do that, you put yourself in a position to self-destruct. Self-destruct sequence activated. See, and, there you go. And they almost self-destructed down, down the stretch. They sure did. But they did not. And, you know, the defense came up with the play when they had to, regardless of what Houston did. And the bottom line is the Colts win. They're tied for first place. And they have a solid position for the playoff race now. So, uh, Matter of fact, we really should add Elizabeth this year. Agree with you. Elizabeth, 
Do you agree with Casey? I'm sorry. Yeah, see, she's, are you sorry because he's wrong? I'm sorry. I think she's back here doing her nails. Her can nails? You, can you tell her about doing what? her nails while we're doing our podcast? See, you, you get, you're going to get her fired up. You heard what she said. She said what? What? Yeah, he you didn't mean that, doing. Elizabeth. Uh-oh. She might have left the building. Well, hey. Quit doing your nails at work. <laughs> I don't think she was doing her nails. I really don't think. So. I just, you know, a, a let me tell you something about Miss Elizabeth. Man. She ratchet. Oh, <laughs> you did say she left the building. No, right? well, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, and she's still here. Oh, uh, really? This is how I feel about you. Oh my goodness. Don't let him make up. Don't let him make up. She's going to put her man voice on for you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Elizabeth. I hate you all so much. You hate KC. You hate KC very much. Now, that's just Elizabeth. She's our assistant and pack usher. She's a very hard worker. She's always here before we get here and she stays after we leave. Yeah. Usually to put up her nail polish and things of that nature. <laughs> what are you gonna get us <laughs> All right. So, what do you think is the chances of the Colts uh, really uh, making it past the first round in the playoffs? And I know that's a little premature because we don't know who they're gonna play. Right. And it. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have great confidence in them against playoff caliber teams. However, when we get there and we see the matchup, it might be something that you know, may be favorable for the Colts. Uh, I just don't think they've really completely jailed yet offensively. And yeah. uh, and until they they get consistent with the offense, it's going to be difficult to see them beating playoff caliber teams. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. In our, in our, in our comments section here, you know, one of our number one listeners, uh, Mr. Logic, made a comment. And he's saying that... Uh, uh, River should not return for next year. Twenty-five million was enough, and one year is long enough. So he's thinking about cutting the strings with uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, I kind of agree with that. I would only change my mind if we advanced at least to the conference championship game. If we get that far, then hey, I think then you then he's earned an opportunity to come back. But if we don't make the playoffs or if we're one and done, no, no, we can't bring him back. Okay, I think you got a point there. All right, now we're running short on time, so we're going to go ahead and try to conclude this. Before we do, there's a couple of things I want to put out there because I want you to listen to it in the future. We are going to have a guest uh, on our podcast, and believe it or not, during the pandemic, a lot of folks are gaining weight because we're sitting around eating. But this individual has lost over 70 pounds during the time period, during since March. So I want to find out his secret because it had nothing to do with surgery. It didn't have anything to do with a particular diet, from my understanding, but we want to share the wealth and talk to him, and he can educate our listeners to what they can do to eliminate some pounds. I'm looking forward to hearing it. So if I could just get, what, about a quarter of that, I'm good. <laughs> you you and I both. So he'll be coming up. I think it's the. Uh, I think he said that he's willing to do it the last week of uh, this year, the week of uh, uh, New Year's. Oh, okay. so he's willing to call in and, and talk about his secret. And in fact, I do believe that uh, it was him and his wife. They did it together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the, that partnership. So I thought that was pretty cool. And so, that's probably why he was, he was able to be successful with it. You know, had that support. They were supporting each other. With it. When you go it alone, man, it's tough. You know, you see them cookies, the ice cream, <laughs> the pie, the cake. 
Yeah. Yeah, especially and throw the holidays in there. You know, yeah. you got Thanksgiving and Christmas. Shit. So <laughs> so if if if, if we are lucky and they are available, maybe they can join us that last week of uh 2020. So with that being said, I am going to go ahead and thank you. Thank you for being our listeners. We really truly truly appreciate you listening to us on a weekly basis. Uh, we ask you to click that follow button because our goal, and we're getting closer to get 1,000 followers, so please click that. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to KC to make his closing comments, and then we are out of here. But KC, before we are out, uh, go ahead and say to our listeners, close out. Okay, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk Podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, go, go mob. mob.